0: Hey, listener, I'm Caleb, and I want to take a little time to tell you all about my podcast partner, the author, world traveler, and all-around super cool human being, Digo. i am be throwing him some questions and getting a little more of his backstory, so. Cool. So, tell us, were you a big reader as a kid and
1: just growing up? I never grew up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But definitely, um, my parents gave me my spark, Uh, My dad's a big reader and also mom and dad would take me to the public library uh, where I would check out like the maximum number of books that you could possibly check out each and every time I would go like I don't know what it was like 10 15 books like all of them Mm -hmm. and and I remember beginning in the like in a kid section like getting all those like kid books and then I was like I'm too old for this and then being like now I can do it and now I can grab books from the rest of the library. <laughs> Damn, this oh. is too much. <laughs> That's so many options. Uh, there was also an incentive program uh, in my elementary school where it was um, had a partnership with Pizza Hut. Where
0: <laughs> I think I remember hearing about that, where like you read a certain yeah. amount of books and you got pizza.
1: Exactly. Oh, you read like yeah a certain amount of books. You, you, you had a little card. The teacher would give you stickers. You go to Pizza Hut. They give you a little pizza. But hey, you know I it was pizza. Mm-hmm. I was a chubby little kid and free pizza <laughs> girl. Exactly. I'll read the entire public <laughs> library system. <laughs> How many books you want me to read? I know exactly. Um plus I was an only child. Um and that gave me ample room for exploring adventures in fiction. You know like summertime vacation, summer vacation, especially uh back then, um you know, I didn't take trips back then as much with my parents uh, dad was always working so it was like summer at home playing with the neighborhood kids playing video games or reading you couldn't yet waste endless hours on the phone mm, yeah <laughs> you could call on the phone period yeah. but i just was never a person who just was on the phone mm. um or online period yeah exactly and so i'm really glad i didn't grow up in the times of smartphones because it gave it me it allowed me to have focus um on reading as like a primary pastime instead of it like nowadays i think is more of a novelty for people who are young they're mm-hmm. like oh let me read and that's kind of cool mm-hmm. um whereas like n- it was one of the pillars of entertainment yeah. as me as a child um so yeah uh
0: so tell me who's your favorite writer or maybe you have multiple oh, girl
1: i uh, do because that is a tough question to answer like what's then, your favorite what movie you? what's your favorite no but yeah i i've i've narrowed it down to three okay um michael Crichton, michael Connolly, and stephen king mm. they are three white men what can i, what can I, do? What, can I do? what can I do what can i do um it's not your fault it's not my fault uh michael Crichton. Who wrote many sci-fi novels including jurassic park Mm. uh, he taught me that fiction doesn't necessarily need to be that far out that bringing back dinosaurs or shrinking down to the size of an insect could be possible Mm. i read jurassic park first uh, of all the uh uh, michael crichton's i read jurassic park first obviously um i was nine or ten i'd already seen the movie but I remember, you know, being like, oh, I got to read that book. And I remember <laughs> that was the most spectacular experience because you're 9, 10 reading. There's no um, uh, parent censorship when it comes to books. And like mm-hmm. reading Jurassic Park, the gore, way intense. Like mm-hmm. the movie. Totally PG in comparison to the real the gore mm. in in the book, and you know that primed the pump for Stephen King. Where like I had friends in school who were like, "Oh, I'm reading Stephen King, but it's like so scary, gory, and blah, blah, blah. um." I'd read all of them goosebumps, so I think I was ready. <laughs> uh, I was good. And um, then I got into Stephen King. That opened up the whole world. And what he showed me was that the worst horrors of life um, are not from like necessarily silly ghosts and monsters, but the human psyche. Mm. Um, and then... After so many Stephen King's. Stephen King led me to. Uh, this is not his. This is like a what's it called a pen name. When an author has a yeah yeah. It's a penna- I know what you're talking about?
0: Yeah. I don't know what it, is it called. Pen name. I don't mm. know. But I know what you're talking about. Where it's like an alias.
1: Yeah, it's an alias. And so this author's alias is Richard Stark, who mm. wrote the Parker crime novels, um, which led me to Michael Connelly, who's a crime um, writer, and he threw me into the world of L.A. crime and ultimately fueled my passion for true crime. Well, uh, speaking
0: of sci-fi and and crime, I started reading your book, it's definitely crime in there, Uh, it's definitely sci-fi. So walk me through your decision to write the book and your inspiration behind it.
1: Um, When I was living in San Francisco, I needed some extra cash. And out of the blue, I found this website. They were holding a contest for beginner writers Mm-hmm. And I thought I had a shot of earning some money. And so I started writing for this. But what I didn't know is that writing a short story can be really tough if you don't stay focused and like plan it out and narrow down that storyline. I just wrote this big thing, and I ended up with something way over limit mm-hmm. and nowhere near an ending. So I abandoned it for a few years, and eventually it turned into kind of like my shame of not finishing like that story and mm-hmm. getting it. But eventually I thought, Hey, you know, this thing needs to be finished. I mean, it just needs to come to an end. And I started writing again, uh, if anything, just to finish it for myself. Cause I wanted to know, um uh-huh. what yeah. was gonna happen to lima like i created her and then it's like she's just lingering out there in the desert waiting <laughs> for years
0: i'm also glad that i pronounced her name right in my head <laughs> yeah i was like lima or lima like the
1: capital of peru ah okay i, <laughs> I thought Lima is a character in his book by the way okay yeah. finished. <laughs> she's, a main, she's a main character yeah. once i realized that i was actually going to finish it into a novel i put all the pieces together and got it done i mean the that was the hardest thing. Just finishing the novel. Once it was done, it was like, "Here we go, let's finish it." And again, like you know, like I've been saying, the inspiration was a mix of Stephen King, Michael Crichton. I wanted a human story, the grittiest version uh, wrapped into epic sci-fi. Uh, I wanted human terror, chaos, futurism, futurism, action. Uh, also, movies as you know are heavy influencers in my life mm-hmm. and i really visualize everything that i write and so star wars alien the mummy stargate the oh, yeah mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's there's a little yeah, yeah, yeah. touch of of ancient and a lot of these movies help help me to like concretely describe these scenes in my head and into the book and then also get those descriptions to an artist i have to uh bring the characters to life visually mm-hmm. so um yeah movies are also important
0: nice nice nice, nice.
1: so you re- you wrote the book it's
0: done how did it make you feel when it was released and just available and now your mama your best friend like a gay birth. birth. <laughs> like
1: literally, it's my child. It is alive. It is out there finally. It's been in incubation for so long and it's finally out. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Were you nervous at all? I'm totally cutting you off. No,
1: I was so nervous about publishing right up to the point where I finally started the process of like, oh my God, so how do I publish? Mm hmm. And honestly, if anybody's like worried about that, that's like the smallest piece about writing a book. Mm-hmm. It is the easiest piece. Mm-hmm. It doesn't require any. it's just don't worry. There's there's apps. There's Amazon. There's all these things. Don't worry. If you uh, publishing your book, that's the easiest part. Writing. That's the one. That's the thing you should focus on. And once you got it, publishing will come and promotion thereafter don't worry about it just that yeah just get it published first and uh, i mean i recommend amazon because it's very easy but there's other apps out there and you know other ways to publish but amazon worked for me you know and it's not like i had these dreams of being an author but here here i am okay so can i do this yes i can do it i just did it and then immediately after i published okay i got to do the second one
0: that's pretty cool so With that said, what is your ultimate aspiration for the success, quote-unquote success, because success is defined differently by everyone? So, yeah, what what is your ultimate aspiration for success of the book? Ideally, it gets picked up by Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so you want to go more so the show route for well it i want movies. movies okay yeah uh With
1: that big screen uh, yeah well it, it could be on the small screen but i i I don't think my books will necessarily fit into series but who, who knows i mean mm-hmm. it may it could, be, it could be both i don't know but um but that's inter- you you i find that
0: interesting um that you said movies but yeah it's, a movie can be on netflix now so small screen so exactly it doesn't have to be in in theaters it doesn't have to be picked up by some huge warner brothers or
1: no i mean it's just somebody takes it um and and just makes a visual art out of it Mm -hmm. um movie series cartoon draw uh, you know anime i mean any one of those um but as of right now other than that, of course, <laughs> I don't know what Wait, success. Wait, before you
0: go, I, I'm, I'm cutting off again. Mm-hmm. Do you go to whenever you're, because uh, I do this sometimes, do you, when you're in the movies and you're watching like an action film in the theater, mm-hmm. um, do you imagine mm-hmm. like watching your, mm-hmm. your, your movie, yeah. your soon to be Like when
1: I watch the new Star Wars, I'm like, oh mm-hmm. man. Yeah, <laughs> the idea of sitting in a theater and watching the movie, like mm-hmm. seeing Lima and and however she's interpreted, yeah, yeah. because you know I think about this in two ways. Maybe I completely relinquish the creativity of making this and just do it however you want, but I have mm-hmm. director genes, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm I have not gonna that. let you do that as your friend and podcast partner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I hopefully, it's it, it'll be if that ever were to come. It could be where I have some sort of influence, because uh, I would I wouldn't want so Stephen King, right? Mm-hmm. I'd say like ten percent of his movies are good, even though all of his books are amazing. Mm-hmm. It, they're just so few and far between that are produced really well into a series or a movie. And I think it's just because it needed more of his presence. But you know, he writes 65 books and mm-hmm. they keep making movies. He's not and nowadays he's not gonna be in every single yeah. decision and detail. But for that first thing, for the mm-hmm. first mortal yeah, yeah, nature, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I wanna be there. I wanna be like tell him you know, just basic things. I don't wanna be in there and just like because I want um what what the director of The Shining did to The Shining, even though Stephen Mm -hmm. King doesn't like what The Shining turned out to be. Mm -hmm. It was like a fantastic director who translated it to the big screen with their own ideas. And it was amazing. Mm -hmm. I would love that to happen actually. Like little of my input here, here's the book you take it and follow the book Mm -hmm. as much as you can, but take liberties, you know, you're the movie maker, you know, take it to where you think it needs to go. Um, But don't, don't rewrite endings just because, you know, Mm -hmm. like, there's an ending. There it is. Stick to it. (laughs) Um, Sitting in that movie theater, watching Mortal Nature, popcorn. Damn.
0: And icy. You gotta get an icy, cherry icy. Oh,
1: getting everything, man. I'm like the whole smorgasbord. (laughs) (laughs) Hot dogs, nachos. Bringing in my own Popeyes.
0: Exactly. Yes. sir sure, you can't
1: bring in <laughs> outside food in this like, movie we can mm-hmm. I, my name is the fucking A- exactly. credits <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly
0: exactly yeah well guys you can find Digo on instagram at mortal nature books and dgoz books dgoz is d-g-o-z books or just mortal nature.com super simple um you can get the book on amazon in digital or paperback i have it in paperback because i'm old school and i like to hold it and feel and it's like a real book y'all he didn't write like a little novel and it's like it's like 20 pages like oh that's cute (laughs) it's a real book um yeah so you have any last words anything you want to tell the people you want
1: to leave them with um just for those aspiring authors um you have to write regularly whatever that means for you mm. a lot of people say every day once a month if that's your regular but you have to write and that's all and eventually you get to the end yeah again guys check them
0: out follow them follow us and human stars and um yeah thanks for thanks for listening and of course fight for what you love especially for yourself mm. Humans the stars and everything acts. Humans and stars and everything acts. Humans and stars. And everything